Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily, your daily assist. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. What, uh, what room of uh, Casa de Monson are you broadcasting from today, Gordon? Today I am in a... Uh a common area that is, well, somewhat isolated, but it's uh, a comfortable room in, in my house. Isolated enough that, that you could still get away with the, the open bathrobe and briefs? No. First of all, I am not in an open bathrobe and briefs. Um, I am in, uh, as is typically the case, I am in athletic gear. Bikini briefs and an open bathrobe. No, don't roll that way. No, not your thing. Mm-mm. No, I, it's just uh, what I what I would imagine. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's just... Wait, wait, stop thinking of me. <laughs> Disheveled, haven't hasn't shaved, and you know this whole this whole time just open bathrobe and bikini briefs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're only partially right on that. Because one, I just I, I, I know you're I, I am appropriately clothed. Because I, I know your standard for dress when you come into the office and I figured if you're isolated at home that standard would just, you know, fall no, even lower. Much, no, it's pretty much the same. No, oh, okay. You haven't put on uh, socks for a while, have you? I do have socks on, yes I do. With your with your uh sandals? Jake, I have not done that in years. Why do you keep hammering me with that? Do you that? know that I, I get asked I, I, that I, I, all I, the time? I have not worn sandals and socks in probably 20 years, maybe uh, 15, I don't know. I am not kidding. That uh, That is one of the most common questions that I get about you. When people talk to me about, uh, you know, the people work at the station and us doing the show together, they go, you know, does he really wear socks without sandals? And without fail, I always answer yes all the time. That's not true. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. It's time. We're spreading, kidding, of course. Spreading falsehoods. I, I do get that question all the time. I, I do. I get it all the time. And I, I do often throw you under the bus, but I, I won't say all the time. Uh, it is time for our daily assist. Let's get to it. Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist, of course, brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He's from The Athletic. He's our good friend, Sam Amick. Hey, Sam, how are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, we're hanging in, you know, just uh, Starting to, to get a little bit of a rhythm here and figure out these all these Groundhog Days that are running together. 
Yeah, you can say that again. It does certainly feel like Groundhog Day. Let me ask you this, Sam, though. If, if I told you that Gordon's favorite footwear was socks with uh, sandals, would you believe me? No, but, I mean, my respect level just got even higher, you know. I mean, that's uh, something I like to rock around the house. That's a good good quarantine outfit that I go to, sweatpants with the socks and with the slides. I'm, I got no judgment at all there, Gordon. I like it. <laughs> Jake, you deserve that. Uh, Sam, he deserves that in so many ways guys, that I can't even. These guys are both comfort uh, comfort people. I get it. One time, one time, Sam. One time, I made I made an appearance on television here, and I happened to be wearing white socks with shower shoes. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard the end of it. Uh, certainly not from from Jake Scott. I was going to say what I've learned uh, during this stay-at-home period, and, and this is a real thing, is like I wear, I got these slides, and I got a soft spot for them. They used to belong to my my late father, and so kind of you know a little little warm fuzzy feeling when you put them on. And but then because I try to go for walks now, just as a way to get the blood pumping a little bit, um, I would go on these walks and be lazy, and I would leave the slides on with the socks. Not exactly the best walking shoes. And then you would notice, you know, about a half mile in, like, hey, big shocker, you're, you're cramping up or, or your, your strides feel a little labored because, you know, again, these are not tennis shoes. So that's been, the, you know, kind of the only motivation to get out of the slides and put get old sneakers on is just for that reason. But other than that, uh, you know, again, I, I'm a big proponent of it. There's a reason I, lo- I respect Sam the way I do, Jake. It's, uh, it's uh, and the respect is growing. So, I, 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 Sam, for someone like you, who who does what you do for a living, how are you doing it under these circumstances? Give us a glimpse of your typical day. Um, it's you know we re- we work remotely a lot anyway. I don't know what the percentages would be. You know what I mean, like. On average, I, I probably go to one to two games a week. It's not, you know, it used to be more when I was a beat writer, but now it's probably one. You know, there's weeks when you do three, maybe four in a really heavy week. But so, you, you, you know, you got one or two nights uh, additional at home instead of being in the field. And then certainly road trips don't exist anymore. And those are on average going to be like three to six days where you're away from home. So those are the things that are gone. And so now it's in the office all the time. Uh, I think I probably told you guys last week I was learning about how I need to get out and take these walks to make phone calls for work so that I'm not distracted because the family is home all the time now. And then we have our two sons who are, you know, pretty active, 13 and 11 year old and pretty loud a lot of different times. And so that's been an adjustment, um, kind of living in that different ecosystem all the time. Um, but beyond that, you're trying to find the next story angle, and a lot of times you're really having to work hard to get people's cooperation. Um, you know, I interviewed Matisse Thibel of the Sixers for a story that ran earlier this week, just a Q&A that I enjoyed because he had had a bunch of fun social media postings about quarantine life as a player, and it's like the NBA helped me secure that phone interview, and so that – was a success. And then it's like, we actually, in the shameless plug here, guys, and you've always been so supportive of kind of our program and our company is, um, we have a, a, a big time jazz story coming out tomorrow. That's taken up a lot of my time for the past week and a half or two weeks where, 
it's been a month uh, since the uh, the night in Oklahoma City, uh, almost a month, March 11th, when the season came to a stop and when Rudy tested positive. And, and we tried to go back and, and kind of tell the story of, you know, the weeks ahead of when that happened and, and then the time afterwards as well. And I worked on that with, with my friend and, and co-worker Tony Jones and Sean Sharania at our place, you know, and that stuff's all obviously over the phone where it's, um, you know, talking to different people who were there and who were part of it and then doing it remotely because you're certainly not uh, getting on the plane to go talk to anybody right now. Well, Sam, on, on kind of that note, of course, we'll we'll talk to you about that next week after it's uh, released, and we'll certainly dig into it coming up tomorrow. But do you want to give us a little preview, just a little taste of what to look forward to with that piece? Sure. I mean, I would put it this way. Like, it's funny because, honestly, I, initially I wasn't part of the project. Um, Tony and Shams had gotten to work and done some really good work on it. But then when we had Joe Ingles on the podcast and he shared a bunch of insight about that experience, it kind of piqued my interest even more. And, and, you know, and then I tried, what's fun about our, our, our company and our staff and the way it works is like, you end up just collaborating and it's like a little bit of like, Hey, you know, which people do you think you'd be able to connect with and learn, you know, tidbits from, um, and the, you know, who's got, who's got what relationships and, and where could you make an impact? And that's kind of, how we went about it. My thing would be this, is that, you know, when Rudy tested positive, uh, and I get it for sure, that, you know, the optics of that shoot around um, moment when he touched all the microphones the morning of the Toronto game at home, the optics were just awful in hindsight. And, and so he becomes the worst kind of poster boy, you know, for the coronavirus. Um, the part that people, you know, I'll put it this way, that I don't think people are necessarily aware of and that, you know, we get into pretty deeply is that um, the way that jazz and, and even the thunder, but it is a jazz centric story, but the way that they had actually handled um, this situation in the weeks leading up to that point and the, the many things that had gone on behind the scenes for them to educate their players and try to stay on top of this situation. Um, I mean, it, it flies in the face of, what the perception was of that one moment with Rudy, if that makes sense. Like it's, uh, so it's a fascinating dichotomy because, you know, there, there was a lot that had gone on to educate these guys. And I think honestly, just me talking here, but like, you know, some of the frustration surrounding Rudy was partly because folks, uh, with the organization, you know, they knew what he had been exposed to in terms of the education. And, and so, uh, you know, his attitude was a little more puzzling in that regard. So, um, it's also just a lot from that night, you know, moments from the locker room and they were in there for five hours and, you know, trying to find a hotel room after that, trying to get home. Um, you know, we don't have the entire story. It's always a little tricky because there's parts that, that you just can't tell because certain people, you know, there's going to be a political component to it. But um, I think there's a lot more that, that we have that hasn't been out there yet. Yeah, Sam, uh, I know I know two things. One is that Quinn Snyder had gone to great lengths to educate guys and in the aftermath Quinn was was uh showed quite the leadership in uh in getting uh, things put into place so that they could uh, find a place to stay and get back home. Uh, I I know those For two sure. things. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, let me, let me let me ask you this, Sam. Um how excited are you about watching NBA players play horse? <laughs> more excited than I was to watch them play 2K. 
So, like, we're, we're going in the right direction. Um, but the, my baseline was pretty low. Uh, the 2K interest was non-existent. And my horse interest, like, I'll give it a peek. Um, you know, the, the question is, I, I mean, I very well may enjoy it. You know, when I was around the Warriors a lot during their ride and their dynasty, if you will, um, you know, like I, yes, I would stop what I was doing pregame to go watch Steph Curry shoot from half court, to go watch Steph Curry shoot from the tunnel. Um, and that's entertaining. The, the catch, obviously, is that not everybody is Steph Curry. So how do these other guys kind of deliver on that front? Um, you know, I think it could be a lot of fun. And if they showcase kind of like the skills that make you say, oh, this is why, you know, they're, they're so much different than the guys at the pickup game at your local gym. Like if it leaves you feeling that way, then that could be really entertaining. So I think it's got potential. Just curious to see what the programming looks like, the style, the, you know, it's obviously got to be virtual. So like what's the interview process, you know, who's talking to these guys over Zoom? Are you bringing out their personality? Uh, but I think it could be fun. And, and again, I you know the 2K thing, I get it because it's just video games around the world these days. And they probably got decent ratings, but that was not my bag at all. Sam, did you have a particular go-to uh, shot when it came to playing horse? Go-to shot when it came to playing horse. Um, the one bounce uh, 360 dunk, Jordan, was my favorite. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, was that off the tramp? Question. Yeah, yeah, off the tramp on the six foot hoop. Um, go to shot. I don't know. I mean, I was always, you know, like everybody else. You're trying to, to you know, it's like the old McDonald's commercial with Larry and uh, was it Larry and Magic in that one, where, yeah. where it's, you know off the off the wall, off the rim. You know, trying to find a wall to bounce it off of, but. Yeah, I mean, plenty of horse games, um, you know, plenty of inappropriate jokes as a teenager when you get halfway through the horse game and, and it's spelling certain words that you're not supposed to say. <laughs> uh, you know, those are nostalgic memories. So, again, I mean, that's, the relatability is, is uh, the thing that I think could be smart about this concept just because, you know, that's – like I mentioned Steph earlier. Steph's really popular, I believe, because – because of his size and his style, you kind of feel like that could be you. The kids feel like that could be them. Well, horse is similar in terms of like everybody's played it, and and now you get to see the best of the best play it and then see how different it looks. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Sam, we're doing, uh, Gordon and I are doing a little exercise today where we're doing evaluations for jazz players based on this season. And not that we're saying this season has been canceled uh, just yet, but that it, it is on pause, which is somewhat convenient for this exercise. So give us a little evaluation on Mike Conley and his season with the jazz thus far. Every week, man, you guys, this is our new ritual. You put me on the spot with. I haven't researched, you know, and now I got to cheat and, and go. Not that the, the counting stats, you know, mean all that much, but now I'm going to cheat and pull up Mike's stats for the year. I mean, the general narrative was uh, massive, uh, you know, kind of, I feel harsh saying disappointment, but early on, and I'm not saying him personally, individually, but just the fit. Um, early on, that was the feeling. Uh, why isn't this working? And then there were injuries. 
Um, and then there was success while he was out. Um, you know, and then you, you've had some moments where, you know, it's been better. Um, but, you know, overall, they still haven't found their way with that fit. And, you know, this is not the Mike Conley that we've gotten used to seeing. But it's also, not, I'm not, you know, it's going to sound like I'm trying to take Mike off the hook completely. And admittedly, I, I am partly, but I believe this. Like, how many times do we need to get reminded that it's a five-man game that is just incredibly unpredictable when it comes to the way that these dynamics work within these players? You know, the one for me that was always the most stark that I covered was when Dwight Howard went to the Lakers and just everybody who knew the game was telling you, Kobe, Dwight Howard, and Steve Nash, like, can't miss with that. And it was a train wreck. Like, Steve obviously was hurt a lot, and Dwight had his back problems, but it didn't work. And so, um, you know, we see a lot that the fit just isn't always what you expect it to be. So I forget, Gordon, did you, were you telling me to put a grade on it or, or just a general assessment here? Uh, it, it, however you want to do it, Sam, a grade. We're really just generally assessing it, just kind of now that we have information. And it feels like, let me put it this way, it feels like the Jazz season all year has been what if. You know, if, if it fits, how good could they be? You know, when, when Mike gets back from injury and, and finally fits into the lineup, then they'll achieve their potential. And it's, it's just been about kind of what's next. And with this pause, we have a chance to look at what actually is. So that's kind of the exercise. Yeah, Jake, I think, I think in general, it's you know, if you wanted to spin it glasses half full as a jazz fan, it would just be, you know, plenty of room for improvement. And, you know, it's easy to look at a guy like Mike and say, oh, maybe we just underestimated, you know, the the number of years he's been doing this and and maybe this is just who he is. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, What I, you know, I think Mike himself would probably admit that the, the kind of adjustment period has just been more challenging than he realized it would be. That the programming, you know, that he had for all those years in Memphis was tough to get out of the system, and then trying to, to work your way into this system, but try to do so respectfully because this core has been doing things, you know, for a minute here at a pretty high level. So uh, still a lot of room for improvement. But all things considered, team was sitting in fourth place in the West and. And then not looking too shabby. So, you know, you, you can't complain too much. Yeah, Sam, I like the way you put that. Room for improvement. Because when you hear those words, you immediately, well, if you think like I do, you think negative. Like, okay, they must be falling short. But inherent in those words is also the potential for getting better based on what you really de- got what you got here on the roster, you know. And, and there is room for improvement with that group and with Mike Conley specifically. So I, I even though <laughs> that sounds negative, it's really kind of – Kind of a positive, too. Yeah, and, and again, um, the reality is, the harsh reality is that because they're fourth in the West and because you know, I'm going to look at their schedule and see, I kind of forget how they were going when it came to a halt, but like, you know, they, all right, so they had won five out of six when they came to a halt. Like, if they were seventh in the West, eighth, ninth, then... You know, even somebody like me who makes sure he doesn't traffic in hot takes, you know, I'd probably be having a, a tougher tone 
on this topic because the collective success had been so far below what they thought they would be. You know, it's, again, all things considered, if I was Quinn Snyder and Dennis Lindsay, everybody in that locker room, I'm looking at this going, guys, like, we're in a good spot. Mike's, you know, still chipping away at this thing from a comfort standpoint. And, you know, and, and we are in position to have home court edge in the first round of the playoffs. Not to mention that, you know, they're a game and a half behind Denver for the third spot. So that's definitely within reach. So, um, you know, what if Mike finds his way? Then next thing you know, you're, you're pushing the Clippers at number two. Sam, I want to sneak in one more question. And it, it, what, what spurred this was when earlier when you were talking about Steph. You know, you probably know him about as well as any media member does uh, and have been around him and have observed him a lot. Uh, do, how well do you know him and w- what makes that guy tick? Who is he really? Um, I, I feel like, I mean, I know him fairly well. I would, uh, my, my mind instantly feels the need to uh, make sure I, I give a shout out to my friend and athletic colleague. You know, Marcus Thompson is gotten to know Steph and done better work on Steph than anybody in the business. And he's covered him since his rookie year. And he's written a book about him called Golden. You're welcome, Marcus, trying to sell a few books for you here, buddy. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I've been around Steph a lot and enjoyed him a great deal. Um, you know, and it's even the rare stuff is, I know I've had some interactions with Steph that went uh, away from the court. You know, he's actually met my kids I don't think he's met my wife, but I've talked to him about my wife before. Um, this is not normally the type of stuff I do, but I remember one time, you know, I mentioned to him that I uh, I wanted to check out his wife's restaurant in San Francisco, and the first thing out of his mouth was, "Well, if you do, just make sure that you know you tell their PR guy Ray Ritter about it." And he's like, "You know, uh, would love to uh, make sure you guys have a good time." Like that's just kind of how he's wired, um, and he would extend that sort of a courtesy to you know, hundreds of people in his circle. Um, he's a kind dude who was raised right, you know, with his folks in North Carolina, uh, Dell and Sonia Carey. And I mean, I don't know how to answer the question, Gordon, other than, he's, you know, he's just a well-rounded person. And he's, I, I really enjoyed, I'm sure you guys saw yesterday, the video of him FaceTiming the nurses. I forget which city in the Bay Area there were, but there were these nurses, uh, one in particular, it was, had, you know, her entire medical outfit was Warriors gear, and it was she had Steph Curry shoes on from Under Armour, and so Steph had heard about this, and he took the time to FaceTime this group of nurses and sit there and talk about what they were going through and share his respect and his appreciation, you know, and he is he's certainly a very strong Christian man, and they even talked in the video call about the nurse had written on the collar of her outfit, you know, I can do. Uh, all things through him. And, you know, that's, that's, he's just, you know, he's got a good heart. And uh, I do appreciate just as a dad myself, like, you know, he's a good example for the kids. You know what I mean? Like he puts good messaging out there uh, and then works his, his backside off when it comes to the game. And is obviously one of the all time great players. Well, Sam, we certainly look forward to that piece dropping tomorrow in The Athletic. Not only will we uh, read it, but we'll spread the word as soon as we can. Look forward to it, and thanks, as always, for jumping on with us. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. I appreciate you. You too, Sam. 
Sam Amick of The Athletic, and uh, you teased it earlier on in the interview, but uh, they've got an in-depth piece on the Jazz coming out tomorrow with Sham Sharania, Tony Jones, and, of course, Sam as uh, talking about how the Jazz have handled things and the kind of the whole journey. And we talked about it on Wednesday, Gordon. It was four weeks ago on Wednesday that that actually happened. So I'm very eager to see what uh, comes out tomorrow in that story. Oh, yeah, that's a powerful uh, threesome there, isn't it? Those You get those three guys together, and you're going to have uh, yourself a quality piece, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it should be a well-written story, I, I agree. Tony, Sam, and, and, and uh, Sham are, are very good at uh, yeah, what they do. Yeah, I love, I love, I love uh, Tony's terrific, and, and, and Sam, I mean, if I were a subject... And I was going to be interviewed by someone, and I wanted to be treated fairly. If Sam showed up at your door, would you not? Uh, would you not feel pretty good about that? Yeah, I would. I would. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Coming up next, we will complete our exercise evaluating the Jazz thus far this season in one sentence. Uh, coming up right around the corner at four fifty, we will have another of our partner profiles at five o'clock. Old friend of the show, the station, of course, used to be on staff here, currently coaching football. He is our friend Jan Jorgensen. He will be on with us at the top of the five o'clock hour. Daily drops at five thirty, and the not sports report at five fifty. So we are jam packed from here on out. But right now, let's get out of the zone phone. Of course, he is our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt, still out here helping our listeners safely get uh, get to over, I guess, their issues with ED without any side effects. Good news, Andrew. That's right. Yeah, the clinical studies are interesting because our technology, what, and this is their words, it says no side effects at all, which is kind of incredible in the medical world. It seems like everything has a side effect or a headache or a downside. This is the natural way to treat erectile dysfunction. What I love so much about it, besides the great results, is that the results last. Um, If you're out there taking the pill for ED, I hate to say it, but you're probably going to be taking it for life, and you'll probably have to increase the doses as you go. This is something that you do a few times over two to three weeks in our clinic, and then you're done. That's it. So we're talking this month in April you could be finished with the treatments, feeling the effects immediately, and have a lasting, many years type effect. Say goodbye to the side effects. That's got to be a, a huge thing for most folks. But I would think the spontaneity is right up there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, when guys don't have to pre-plan, um, you know, those intimate moments, they don't have to worry about the pill. It happens when the timing is right. Um, that That's what so many guys bring up is they say, I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of having to plan it. And then I'm sick with, you know, sick of dealing with the headaches the next day. This is the only treatment, as far as I know, this is the only treatment that eliminates all of that and addresses the root cause problem of ED, which is blood flow. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And folks can get in there and see if it's right for them with the, with the doctor. Yes, zero risk. Call us now. We'll set up the assessment, the exam. Um, the blood flow ultrasound, all free. That's about 300 bucks in value. That's free. We're going to give you a special gift. Um, I get rave results. Guys fight over this often, actually. Uh, we're going to give you a, a special gift. Produces instant results in the bedroom. That's free just for making the trip. So if you're out there struggling with ED and want to get that spontaneity back, give us a call. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. 
801-901-8000. That number again. All right, coming up next, we'll finish our evaluations on each jazz member. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks to Sam Amick for jumping on with us in the last segment. Gordo, let's uh, let's roll on with our exercise today as we evaluate uh, each player on the Jazz for their season thus far, and we're doing it in one sentence. And then, of course, we're discussing. Uh, but uh, we're booked up for the rest of the show, so we've got to hammer out the rest of the players in this segment. All right, so are you ready? Yep. Okay, and we've got some big ones too, so we're going to have to make some serious progress here. And let's uh, let's start with one that that uh, I think may or may not be controversial. Let's start with Mike Conley, and I think since this is probably the hardest one on the roster, I think we should make Austin go first, don't you? Yes, that sounds good. To <laughs> yeah. Me. All right, Austin. Mike Conley. Yeah. One sentence. Sum up his season thus far. Or evaluate is a better word. Okay. Evaluate his season thus far. Gordon will accuse me of being, how do you call it? What do you call it, Gordon? Mamby Pamby? Is that what you call it? <laughs> uh, but here's what I wrote for Mike Conley. Some might say it was a disappointment, but the health issues can't just be ignored. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll let Gordon bring the hammer on this one. All right. Okay. Uh, here's mine. Not as natural a fit as we expected. Gordon? Yeah, I, I like that one. Uh, you're going to yell at me because I have a one-word sentence. No, again. no, that's that's against the rules. You can't have a one-word sentence. Well, actually, it's a lyric from a song. If you want, if Austin wants to sing it, one word from a song. Yeah, we're not summing up their their season in in song lyrics. Shout! Bleh. No, not that yeah. word. Hang on here a second. I'm looking up the, I'm looking Irene. Up the song real quick. No, not Irene. Uh... What is that from? Come on, Irene. No, yeah. that's Eileen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Whatever. no, that's all right. I do like that song though. Okay, here it is. Okay, all right. Um, um all right. Here, here it is. This is this is the lyric, and I don't know about the punctuation on it as far as the sentence goes, but it says, "Anticipation, anticipation is making me late, is keeping me waiting." What song is that? Anticipation by Carly Simon. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Anticipation. I think that's totally appropriate, isn't it? Anticipation, that's what you're going with? For, Anticipation for... is making me late, is keeping me waiting. You want to explain further, or are you just going to let that stand uh, for itself? Well, I think it does speak for itself, but I'm I'm anticipating out of Mike Conley a, a the kind of boost for the Jazz that lifts them to real contention in the West. Now, have we seen that through the the you know for the months of the season where he was available to play? Well, not really. But we saw little glimpses of it here and there, and then toward the latter part, we saw we saw what might be, and I think it can get even better than that. But, but so wait. I'm I'm. I'm not of I'm not of the the opinion that oh my gosh that didn't work what a waste of thirty two million dollars I'm of the opinion that okay that that didn't really turn out the way we thought it might early on but it still might 
But isn't that anticipation, man, making me wait? But that's defeating the purpose of the exercise. That was kind of the purpose of the exercise was to evaluate the season thus far because the feeling of the Jazz season, and granted, a lot of this surrounds Mike Conley, has been like, well, when it works or or when he gets comfortable or when he, uh, you know, adjusts to life not in Memphis, we're going to see it then. And that's kind of what I thought the evaluation up until this point, I thought that that would be useful because it feels like the whole team has had that feeling this year. But and, wait, and evaluating but, but, it up till now, the, there is no anticipation. But see, you're, you've missed the point. I mean, you, you look like, uh, what's his name? The guy who can't hit the breaking ball. I mean, you, you totally whiffed on this See, one, I think you look you like the namby-pamby who is going to keep playing that card. whiffed on it. The fact that I'm still talking about anticipation after these months have gone by, that says it all right there. Mm. That says it all. That it has not, the anticipation has not turned into realization. So why not have that the evaluation as opposed to, oh, it could get better. Well, it could. But that's not the point of the exercise. The point but of the, the exercise point. is to look at what is. Once again, Jake, you're missing the point completely. The fact that I'm still in an anticipation mode says it all. That you're too soft to say it hasn't gone well. My goodness. I mean. <sighs> what? What? Am I, am I misreading you? you? You are far too smart to have that opinion. I, here's here, let me justify my opinion not as natural a fit as expected I and, and you I believe and I don't want to speak for you but you've written about this you expected Mike you know we we have this conversa- had this conversation that Quinn Snyder was a point guard and that you know oh he hasn't had a point guard that he could really use during his run with the Jazz it's all been Trey Burke and Dante Exum and that brief period we saw George Hill was really really good so what is going to happen with Mike Conley boy it's going to be a perfect fit and they're just going to hit the ground running because that's what this team has been missing. And it hasn't been that. It, it was not that. It was not that perfect fit. Now, to your point, and, you know, not to overly tease you, but to your point, you know, maybe that turns into the perfect fit. But I think we all anticipated the fit being a lot better. And, and maybe it wasn't fair to expect that right at the beginning, but I think it was fair to ex- expect it to happen more so than it did. Now, maybe that's where Austin's point about injuries come in, and maybe that's not being fair to Mike that we're not counting that in, but it certainly was not as good a fit as I expected. Let me repeat the lyric. That's not Antici- necessary. Anticipation is making me late, is keeping me waiting. So we're in a stage of waiting. That sums up Mike Conley's season better than anything I can think of. All right. Let's move on to who is next. Let's go on to uh, Bogdanovich. I'll start with this one, Gordon. This one was maybe the easiest one I had for the roster. Even better than advertised. Uh, Okay. I can accept that. Uh, Do you want to go next or do you want Austin to go? I'll go. Uh... Uh, <laughs> uh, Bogey is a great shooter and a bad defensive player. See, okay, we'll let Austin go and then I'll, I'll respond. To Mine's that. similar to Gordon's. I said uh, Bogdanovich, a franchise changer, good and bad. 
How how's they won the bad? <laughs> because they're not as good defensively as they, they're not elite defensively anymore because they switched out favors for Bogey. Okay, I, I agree with that point, but I think Bogdanovich is a better defender than I expected. Maybe okay. because mm-hmm. I did not expect much, but he's a better defender than I expected. His minutes in Indiana at the four position last year, even though he only played 30% of his minutes at the four position in Indiana last year, were not good. In fact, really not good. In fact, you could make an argument that that's the reason they lost in the playoffs last year was because he was playing the four position. Okay. And that has not been the case with the Jazz. It's been far from disastrous. And actually, I think you can credit Royce O'Neal somewhat for that. But yeah. it has not been a disaster defensively like maybe I expected it yeah, to be. Yeah, and uh, the good that he brings, I think, far outweighs the negative that comes along, but franchise change are good and bad. Gordon, you obviously disagree based on your assessment. I, I just, look, I, I, it's one of those deals where where he's he's uh, been such a pleasant addition to the Jazz from a standpoint of where they fell short a year ago. But but because of the defensive struggles from time to time, you were looking around like I was, like Austin, looking around at, okay, what where, where's the slippage here? What's going on? And that slippage uh, part of the time came from that particular spot. I don't think he's the most responsible for the slippage, however. Uh, it's been a group effort. I think more getting beat on the perimeter from the guard line has been a bigger issue than than Bogdanovich getting beat. That could be true as well, because that was obviously uh, has been important. Here's the deal, though. So many people in the league, and we've talked about this a lot, but so many different positions in the league can hit that perimeter shot. And and so the question with with uh, Bogdanovich is is he going to give you more than he's given up? Is he bringing in more than he's losing? He's averaging a career high over twenty points. That's right. that's pretty awesome. Right, but you can't ignore the uh, the fact that sometimes he's given back at the other end. Mm. You know, and and that does happen. The thing about him is, uh, obviously, he's he's terrific to have on the team because the Jazz need that kind of shooting. But it's sometimes he's a little sloppy with the ball, too. Would you agree with that? Occasionally, yeah. And, but, um, you know, that's not really his role on the team. Let's let's get to one more real quick because I, I, I think we need to get this one in, Gordon. Let's get to Jordan Clarkson. Uh, and uh, I'll go first off uh, on this one. Perfect fit off the bench. The Jazz were just thirsting for his skill set coming off the bench. I mean, we saw that during the first part of the season. It was such a weakness, and they basically solved it overnight with him, which I think is a big credit to him. Here, here. I mean, I, mine would reflect that in the same way. He, this, this is an overstatement, okay? This sentence is an overstatement, but he, he's a season saver. But yet he doesn't play any defense either. Yeah, but think about what that bench looked like before he arrived. No, I agree with you, but, I mean, if you're going to criticize Bogdanovich, don't you have to do the same? Yeah, but the, the, the bench was in such sore need of scoring that, uh, I, I, you know, each player has a different role. And uh, maybe you can say that about any, any player or many players anyway. Uh, but uh, I, I, without Jordan Clarkson, think about what, that, what would have happened to the Jazz. I mean, they were getting blown off the floor early in the season before he arrived when that second unit went in. Austin? 
Most important season, summer target since big haircut. Ooh, interesting. To retain Jordan Clarkson, who's probably going to make some dough, I'm guessing. That's a good one, Austin. <laughs> that, that is a good one. All right, joining us now, let's get out to the zone phone. Of course, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Still open, still safely helping our listeners get over their ED. And, Andrew, I'm glad you guys have found a way to adapt like a lot of businesses out there and are still helping folks. Yeah, we have. Um, a, a traditional medical clinic has a waiting room, of course. There may be a few people in there, and then you'd get checked in. Um, we've had to change the way that works. We now take people's temperature at the door. We ask them uh, the CDC screening questions, and then they're they're placed right into a private room. So uh, it is safe to come in. We're still helping guys with erectile dysfunction um, during this time. Uh, we're also sanitizing the clinic with hospital-grade alcohol throughout the day, multiple times per day. Um, we want to make sure everybody is safe and healthy. Typically, a guy will come in for two to three weeks. Uh, I heard from a patient today. He said, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm off going to the office for two and a half weeks. This is perfect. I can get my treatments done, eliminate the pills, and get back to normal and natural function in the bedroom. And that's the big part, right? Get back to normal. And I know you get this question a ton, Andrew, because I get it a lot, too, on whether your treatments work. And there's a bunch of great studies out there to back it up. Yeah, there are. Um, if you go to our website, wasatchmedicalclinic.com, you click on the science page. I think we've published the top 10, and there's probably 80 studies now. But they're, you know, therapeutic advances in urology, urology times, the FDA clearance, even men's health wrote a big article. They sent one of, um, one of their writers in to get the treatment. Kind of interesting, his experience, and kind of humorous, too. So really good stuff to go read. Um, the science is sound. This technology works. I've seen x-rays of before and after. You can see the regrowth of blood vessels. And think about ED. It's a lack of blood flow. It's kind of a plumbing issue. And that's what this solves. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule. And Andrew, you're going to give them a free assessment with a doctor and maybe a little something else. We are. We're doing a lot for free, um, especially during this time. Um, free assessment, free exam, blood flow ultrasound. Um, and we haven't always done this, but we're doing the, the free gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Often that's been tied to doing the treatment, but it's totally free either way right now. Call us. Come on in. Um, you'll come away with some great information and that free gift. As a worst-case scenario, no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. 801-901-8000. We've got a partner profile coming up next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. All right, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Paris RV, he is Brett Paris with us here on the big show. Of course, Paris RV, 4360 South State there in Murray. Also 5545 South State in Murray. First and foremost, Brett, thanks for joining us. How are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, you know, uh, my family's all good. Everybody here at the dealership's good. Uh, of course, we're about a... Oh, a third staff trying to make sure we uh, do our social distancing and uh, follow all the CDC guidelines. 
I'll tell you one thing that's been fun about these partner profiles is hearing how all these uh, wonderful com- businesses in our community are adapting to certainly unique times. Talk about that a little bit, how you and your staff are adapting to still serve the uh, your clients and, of course, community here in Utah. Yeah, well, the, so obviously the first thing is, uh, you know, we're trying to limit the number of people in the building, and, and that's okay in the, in the environment we're currently in because there's less people that are out and running around. So, you know, from a sales standpoint, uh, you know, obviously we have about uh, 700 RVs in stock here in, in Murray between the two stores. And so what we've tried to do is encourage folks to uh, shop online, make a phone call. We'll do a YouTube video or, a, you know, we've got a Matterport camera to do 360 walkthroughs. And, you know, really, you can do everything touch free. You can fill out a credit app online. You can get all the paperwork done. And then we're delivering these things up to uh, 250 miles, no charge, uh, right to the house. And so, you know, if you need a, a place to, uh, you know, quarantine or uh you know, maybe you just want to get your uh, family and head out on the desert and do some real social distancing. You can do it. Man, one thing that's really impressed me is how nice some of these rigs are that you guys have. I mean, it, it, for those who love to get out into the uh, the great outdoors and still enjoy some level of comfort, this is the way to go. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really amazing, Gordon. Uh, you know, I've done this for 28 years, and I gotta say, in the early 90s, little 18 foot trailers were 12 grand, you know? And today, an 18 foot trailer is still like, you know, you can buy an 18 foot trailer for 13 grand, so they really haven't gone up that much. On the other hand, they've got a lot nicer stuff in them than they did <laughs> over 30 years ago. I mean, it's amazing the difference. I mean, you've, you've got an air conditioner, you've got a microwave, you've got a power awning, you've got, of course, everything a, an RV has. It's fully self-contained, so a bathroom and your own bed and your own sheets and your own fridge and your own food and everything ready to go. You know, Brett, I want to run this by you because earlier in the week we we promoted this kind of I I won't even call it a charity because it's really much more informal than that. It was a it was a Facebook group and they called it RVs for MDs. And we we talked to one of the organizers here locally uh, about it, how they're pairing you know folks who aren't using their RV with uh, a medical worker, whether it's a doctor, or a nurse, a PA, somebody on the front lines who don't necessarily feel comfortable you know going into their house with their kids or, or loved ones, and it was this really cool thing and in fact we got a little update we we interviewed a, a doctor and his wife who were concerned about it and they got placed with our their rv today which is just awesome but yeah, i just want to get your thoughts on on that and and folks out there doing good and kind of uh, donating their rvs at least for the moment to, to help with this thing yeah you know i think that is an incredible thing that's that's a that's a great thing that uh, that that person did and it's a super important thing to do. I mean, you know, the doctors are obviously helping a lot of people, and you know, they ought to have a way to maybe keep their their family safe when they go home. So, what a, what a great thing! And it's awesome that you guys were able to to talk about that. And it's awesome that somebody stepped up and and did that to, to help help him. So, uh, you know, I just think that you know, all of us in the community need to kind of do what we can to you know help everybody get through this. And uh, I just keep hoping that uh, maybe it'll be done sooner than later. Maybe uh, you know. 60 days or something this goes by and maybe we can get back to some normalcy you know so brett have you, are you experiencing that people are paralyzed right now uh, either by anxiety or fear or whatever or do you think that people are they know that this is going to they're going to get past this and they're looking ahead to uh having a good time with their family and their rv etc cetera, etc cetera? well i think that you know everything i'm saying and this is even right down to employees. I mean, I haven't laid anybody off or anything trying to make sure I 
do my part to make sure that I keep everything going the best I can. But, uh, you know, I've got employees that are scared, so we just said, hey, if you're scared, don't come to work. It's okay. Some people just can't take sitting home, so they're the ones that are coming down. And, and uh, you know, we're working about a, a third of, of our folks is about what we're doing, and we're either rotating days or it's just some people just aren't coming, which is, like I said, that's okay. Um, but I, I think it. I think there's a lot of people that are just being really cautious, trying to do what they can, trying to trying to follow all the guidelines. And uh, I, I think that there's people that are that are going to be scared, and that's great. That's I mean that's okay. They should be. Um, but then there's people that just simply are looking at this whole thing, going, you know, this is a great time for me to uh, grab my family, spend some family time, and and get out of town and have my own bed, have my own fridge, have my own restroom, and. Uh, hang out with my family and enjoy some family time. Kids are out of school. Uh, you know, you can, you can go out and go to the desert or something and, and just enjoy some time. So there's there's those folks, too. All right. It's Paris RV, and you can check them out, parisrv.com. Uh, address is 40, 4360 South State Street in Murray, also in Murray, Murray, 5545 South State Street. They have new RVs, used RVs. Uh, you heard Brett say they can fit any budget. The number is 801-268-1110. That's 801-268-1110. And, Brett, we can't thank you enough, not only for being a longtime partner of us here on the station, but doing your best to serve your employees in the community. We congratulate you, and thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you, Brett. That's our friend Brett Paris from Paris RV. And I'll, I'll tell you what, if you've been thinking about that, you know, adding that to your family, now might be just a great time to do it and take advantage of, of some deals. And the fact that Brett and his staff are, are being safe and making sure they're still there to help out uh, everybody who needs it. Yeah, no doubt about that. And... They have the right attitude over there. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Thanks to Brett for jumping on with us. Again, that number, 801-268-1110. We'll have more coming up next. Our friend Jan Jorgensen will join the show right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.